Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, welcome to the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show. It is Tuesday, December 19th. And the Los Angeles Dodgers are World Series champions. <laughs> Congratulations. They had a terrific offseason. And I guess, Stephen, that there's no need to actually play the 2024 campaign, all the love that those guys are getting out there in Southern California. Yeah, I don't even know why we're going to spring training. I was counted down 67 days until we open up against the Cardinals uh, up in Jupiter. But I guess we might as well just pack things up and wait for 2025. So, look, they are getting a ton of love, and understandably so. They signed Shohei Otani, who will be a one-way player, as funny as that sounds, in 2024. He will go back to being a two-way player in 2025. Uh, by all accounts, they make a terrific deal both ways with the Tampa Bay Rays, who are, again, as we have discussed so often, very well-known for pulling the trigger on guys maybe at the peak or prime of their careers with maybe a year or two left of team control mm. and they get back prospects. The Rays elect to trade Tyler Glass now and Manuel Margot and then immediately Glass now signs the big extension with the Los Angeles Dodgers. They are spending a ton of money. That does not guarantee that they will win a World Series, but they are obviously putting themselves in a position um, eerily similar for me to Steve Cohen a year ago in New yep. York where Here's the chips, and we're going all in. We're not leaving anything on the table. We're not coming back tomorrow for another hand or another flop and a draw and all that good stuff. We're going all in with the cards that we have. It's very, very interesting. Um, but I guess you could say that they're probably the leaders uh, here in the love in the clubhouse at, at least to start the off season. It's not played, you know, on paper. It's played on the field, but it's very interesting nonetheless. Absolutely. And I think you said it, man. I mean, you, when you go out and I don't believe you can go and buy World Series, but I do think that you can um, put together pieces that give you a much better chance to win a World Series with a talent like Tyler Glass now and obviously Shohei Otani. But the bottom line is you still got to play 162 games and injuries happen. We saw both sides. We saw the New York Mets, what they did in the offseason. We all thought, wow. They almost got there the year before, and now they go all in on Scherzer and Verlander, and we're all thinking, okay, they're going to – this is the team in the NL. And then right. injuries happen, and certain things that you can't foresee happen during a baseball season. Now, again, I'm not trying to downgrade what the Dodgers have done. It's obviously stunning. It's uh, You can't keep your eyes off of them right now. They're going to be must-watch. I don't know how fans are going to react to the Dodgers outside because it's not like – the Yankees, this is like the Dodgers are not a team where it's, you know, they don't have like a huge reason why to hate them. But I think there's teams maybe a little bit annoyed, maybe fan bases that are a little bit annoyed. They don't like when uh, you take all of this talent and stack it on one team. But I'm interested to see what happens as far as the league goes and how they perceive the Dodgers wherever they go. I think it's interesting. I actually looked this up. 21 of 29 World Series winning teams since the wild card era began in 1995 have had a payroll in the top 10. So that's a 73% success rate. If you've been in the top 10 of the payroll since 1995, you've won a World Series. 28 of the last 29 winners have been in the top 15. The lone exception was the 2003 
than Florida Marlins. So again, I you know I I bring that up in jest because it's obviously been it's been all the talk throughout all of Major League Baseball the last week week and a half, and understandably so. Elsewhere, yep. it's been fairly quiet. Feels like the next domino to fall is going to be Yamamoto. It looks like the Mets and the Yankees are really trying to woo him to the Big yeah, Apple. Yeah, they got to be the gonna, front runners, you know, and they're going to get into a bidding war there in, in the Bronx, and then on the other side of town in Queens. That should be very very interesting. Shifting our focus a little bit here to the Marlins again. It's been really quiet, Stephen. But the one thing um, that you know, it seems to continuously come up a couple of times a week is are the Marlins really taking phone calls on Cabrera, on Lazardo, on some of their other top end quote unquote talent? Um, are they willing to do it? And that I think is going to be the biggest question here throughout the remainder of the offseason before we go to Jupiter in February. Yeah, we talked about it last show, Kyle, uh, particularly about Jesus Lazardo and whether you are willing to part ways with someone where he's 25 years old coming off his best season of his career. Are you willing to now let that go? And I think when we previously had discussions about Peter Bendix, like Jesus Lazardo is that example where you probably looked at him going into 2024 thinking this is our opening day starter against Pittsburgh. 100%. He's coming off a hell of a year, 10 and 10, three ERA. 200-plus strikeouts, but this is the exact deal that the Tampa Bay Rays have flipped nine out of ten times. So it wouldn't surprise me if someone like Lazardo was on on the go. You also have to look at a guy like Edward Cabrera, potential off the uh, out of this world, hasn't figured out the command. You look at a guy like Trevor Rogers. there are definitely pieces that are able to bring back what the Marlins lack right now. And I think that is a little bit more pop in their offense. Are they going to go with Vidal Brujan at shortstop? Are they going to go out and try to get someone like a Jorge Polanco? I heard his name around. So I don't know to me, like if this is Peter Bendix authentic self, it would not surprise me at all if they went out and they traded someone like Jesus Lazardo. Well, and I think they should if they don't feel like down the road there's an opportunity to extend him because at some point you Absolutely. have to acquire value for your players who are of extreme value. The hardest thing to do in baseball is if you're operating with a mid-tier payroll is to stay competitive if you're not making trades and guys are walking in free agency. You obviously got ginormous bang for your buck for six years, um, but then when guys walk, you are tasked with signing maybe a middle-tier free agent for less money or hoping that your player development system um, has panned out. I think, again, what's going to be fascinating to watch for the Marlins here throughout the remainder of the offseason is if they do make deals, what are they looking for in return? Because they have said that their plan is to compete in 2024, and I wholeheartedly believe that. But it becomes more difficult if you trade some of your best players. So are they looking for young, talented, top five type prospects and systems? Are they looking for a top five prospect and a big league ready player? Right. That is what's most intriguing to me is if the Marlins and Peter Bendix do indeed start to make deals and you might see some of the more top end uh, type big leaguers go. How will they remain competitive in 2024? Because this is a three to four to five year project. But again, it has been made very clear that their intention each and every year is to not bust the thing down and win 55 games, 
but it's to remain competitive and put themselves in a position to be competitive in the month of September. So that's what's fascinating to me. Can we do Kyle Seeloff's untouchable list? Sure. Can I do Steven Strom's? I sure. think it's Yuri Perez and no one else. Um, Yuri Perez is my untouchable. I just don't think you can trade someone like him at his age and and what he did in his first season with his stuff and his attitude. I think that he's my untouchable. That's... And Arise was around that area, but I just... If I am Peter Bendix and and I and I'm being realistic with our fans and knowing where he came from in Tampa Bay, I can't honestly sit and tell you that I feel like Luis Arise is a hundred percent safe. I think Yuri Perez is the only untouchable. I think you make a great argument. And I think what people need to understand with Luis Arise, and this is Please understand, this is not to bash him at all. But if you take a look at some of the best talent in Major League Baseball, there is the component of the, let's just take offensively, the component to hit, yep. to steal, to hit for power. Now, the one thing that Luis Arise does not do is he does not run, and that's okay. He had an unbelievable year, but he also doesn't really hit for power, right? So that's like, I, I and I mentioned all this. I saw the other day, like these MLB awards came out and they were like, why wasn't a rise on there? And all the other guys, you start to look at them. It's like, they have those three massive components. Like, you know, you take the Acunas, he, he's a bit of an outlier because he's a generational type talent. Sure, but the Marcus Simeon's, the Ozzy Albies. Correct, correct. Like to, Ozzy Albies is a great example. He can hit the ball a long way. He can hit for a bit of an average and he can run. Right. So and this is I, I tie this all back into your point, and I would agree with you. I do not think Luis Arise is untouchable. Um, you do not hear a whole lot in the way of um extension. Um with a, a That's year. been a little weird, no? No, I I don't I don't think so. And I, I I the reason I say no is because Peter Bendix is truly trying to get a lay of the land. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know if the first order of his business is to walk into the joint and start trying to figure out who deserves an extension sure, and who sure. doesn't. So Arise has two more years of team control. Uh, now, if if he and his agents say we're we don't really want to negotiate in season, maybe it's something they take a look at this spring. Maybe both sides are hesitant. The Marlins feel some way about his value. Arise is obviously going to feel a different way, I would imagine. Um, but to bring it all full circle. I would agree with you. I don't think Luis Arise is untouchable. I think you can make great trades and set yourself up, set yourself up, excuse me, for a ton of future success. Now with Yuri, I understand why you say he's untouchable, but I would always take a phone call. Really? Who, yes, I would. What what you know, it also doesn't make a ton of sense right now for another team to trade for him. Um, no, it, no, it, I don't think it's realistic. Yeah, be, let's let's say the Dodgers feel like they're a starting pitcher away. The problem is Yuri's going to be on a pitch limit this season, right? He's still going to have limitations. He's a yep. young man with limitations with obviously all this team control left. I think he's untouchable by virtue of his value and what the Marlins would ask back for something like that. I yep. would always take a phone call. And the other one, the other notable um, omission by the both of us that people would say why would be Sandy Alcantara. And what I would say to that is Sandy is in the middle of a deal with the Marlins, and obviously he will be unavailable for 2024. He is locked up through 2026. He and signed he's an on an incredible contract. Five years, $556 million, where there's a team option for 2027. Yep. 
I would take a phone call. I and I think you call. can get, I think you can honestly get more bang for your buck for Sandy Alcantara right now than Yuri Perez, not based on skill, not based on talent, based on Sandy's situation. Tommy John, incredible contract. I don't know when the last, I mean, I guess because guys got paid less, you know, before, but when you think of Cy Young Award winners and as far as deals, I mean, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. So it is extremely friendly. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yuri would be my only untouchable, though. You know, I I, I, the, the, I I'll leave it on this. We'll take a break. And by the Go way, ahead. that's Stephen. I'm Kyle. This is the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeart Radio app. I I I want to make it very clear. We don't say all this to to put the fear of God in fans that they're going to trade everybody. But I think what you have to do is trust what Peter is going to do, and trust the long term vision without sacrificing the short and the near the near the the near term and the short term. This is going to be something that'll be ever evolving and guys will get traded, but it's going to put a this team in a position down the road for long-term sustained success, which is something that they have obviously wanted for a very long time. And I think we both agree Peter Bendix is the guy to get them where they ultimately want to go. So let's take a break. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday. You're listening to the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show. When we come back, Xavier Edwards will join us right here on your home for Marlins baseball, Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's me, Kyle. I'm back. Yeah, here I am. I just wanted to let you know about the Marlins Holiday Flash Offer. It is a great offer that the Marlins have going on right now. You can give the gift of Marlins baseball this holiday season with the Marlins Holiday Flash Offer. I'll tell you what, it's a great offer too. For a limited time only, you can get $100 worth of tickets for just $75. Let's do a little math there. That's a 25% discount, right? So let's make sure we get in on the deal. It's a terrific deal. You can learn more at marlins.com slash holiday. It's a stressful time of year. If you just missed Black Friday, you missed out on all the discounts. Well, the Marlins still have some for you. So make sure you take the Marlins up. Make sure you take the organization up on their holiday flash offer. This offer is not going to last much longer. $100 worth of tickets for just $75. That's basically a free ball game. After all the exciting moments in 2023, why would you miss the the opportunity to basically come to the ballpark for free in 2024. So go to marlins.com slash holiday. All right, back with you on a Tuesday on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app with Steven Strom. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Thanks for hanging out with us, making us a part of your Tuesday night. Happy holidays, everybody. I know Christmas is right around the corner. Hanukkah is wrapped up. It's a terrific time of the year. So hope everybody's enjoying some time with their family. Check us out on the Marlins podcast page, Marlins Radio on YouTube. We post a bunch of highlights from the Hot Stove shows on Twitter as well. All right, going into segment number two, let's get right to it. Joining us tonight over Zoom. I guess is the proper way to put it, is Marlins infielder Xavier Edwards, who uh, we really enjoyed watching last year for 30 games in the big leagues, made his debut. I thought for sure his first homer was going to be that grand slam late in the season. (laughs) Um, But Xavier, it's great to see you, man. Uh, And I'll simply start by asking you, how are you doing? How's your offseason going? Uh, I've been great. 
Um, I can't com- I can't complain. Uh, just enjoying some downtime, uh, playing a lot of pickleball, uh, running around, doing my baseball stuff out at the facility in Jupiter and here where I live. Lifting weights, you know, the pretty typical off season and hanging out with friends and family. So it's it's been a good off season. We have a uh, department outing tomorrow. Or, or full disclosure, Xavier and my and myself and Stephen were chatting here on Monday. Uh, we are playing pickleball as a group tomorrow. I'm uh, questionable. I, tomorrow. I have never played. I, I like to think uh, my whole life I have strived to be just right in the middle athletically, so nobody could pick on me about anything. I'll hold my own. But do you have any um, tips or anything in the way of pickleball? Get to the kitchen line as soon as possible, mm. and uh, keep the ball keep the ball low. So those are those are two main keys for for beginners. Keep the ball low and get to the kitchen line. The How'd you get into pickleball? It. Yeah, I started playing uh, twenty twenty. We had a family vacation in uh, Hilton Head Island, and we were going around the resort and stuff. And they had pickleball courts, and we're a tennis family because my sister and our, our family background. So. Uh, we we took a stroll to the courts. Uh, just started hitting kind of together as a as a family, and um, that's kind of where the love kind of grew and started. We all got paddles at the end of the trip, and ever since then, every offseason I kind of been steadily playing more and more. But this is by far the most consistently I've played in any offseason. Is it as addicting as people say it is? It is. I'm on a. I'm about three or four days a week right now. I'll probably play tonight for about two three hours. Uh, so it's it's good cardio, good workout. Um, but it's a lot of fun. You know, you can play with all ages. I've played with people, you know, 56 years old and it's, it's fun. You know, it's not like most sports. Usually if someone older may have a disadvantage because they're not as athletic, but pickleball, I would say is not one of those sports. A lot of people can be good at it. A lot of people can be become good at it. And uh, even for beginners, it's fun. So I, I think it's a really unique sport that it's, it doesn't take a lot to play. You just need a paddle, a modified wiffle ball and, a few people, you know, the court's a lot smaller than 10 inch, a lot less running. Easy to pick up. So I, I love it a lot. Xavier Edwards with us now on the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff. X, uh, this is going to be a weird interview. We're going to go from Christmas topics. We're going to go from baseball topics. So uh, I guess let me first start here. How vividly do you remember your first hit? I remember, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, I'll never forget that one against the Braves, Dylan Lee. Dylan Lee, Lee what was the score? probably like 14, like five or something like that. 13 to four. That's close. And do you remember what pitch it was? Yeah. First pitch heater. Can't forget that. Love those. Uh, Yeah, it was, yeah, I remember, you know, we're getting beat pretty good by the Braves. They came out swinging pretty hot that game. And sure enough, I was in there before I knew it. So um, yeah, they all definitely never forget. And um, cool memory, this full life circle moment, all the work put in and, friends and family to be there to witness. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. David, how, how would you wrap up when you, how, when, when you look back, how, how, what, what do you make of your 2023 that saw you make your major league debut now that you've had some time to reflect? I, I would like to use it as a, a building block and um, just keep, keep striving for what I, what I've been working towards. I put a lot of work in last off season to just kind of get back to the player that I knew I was, that I had kind of gotten away from. And um, it was, that was a big, big takeaway for me after the, my 2022 season was just like, get back to drawing board, get back to doing what I know I do well and, and capitalize on my strengths as opposed to, you know, trying to revolve my home game around something that I may not do quite as well. Um, so that was just more advantageous for me to just hammer on my strengths and, and make those show up as often as I could. And I feel like 
in the work I put in the off season. And then this whole past season, I did that. I, I showed my strengths on full display um, as often as I could. X, you played second base and center fielder. Are you working out at any other positions this off season? I always work out at shortstop, uh, just ground balls there. You know, I think if your feet work at short, then your feet can work pretty much anywhere else on the infield. And I've done some outfield stuff. My dad is a former minor league outfielder, so I've done some outfield stuff with him. As far as shortstop, give me some of the things you feel comfortable in that position and some of the things that you need to continue to work on. Uh, it's funny you say that. Um, you know, I've I played shortstop my whole life, and then the last few years I've kind of been removed from it. Padres kind of took me off of it a little bit, and it's, it's just been slowly and slowly kind of disappearing over the years. But – but I mean, at a baseline level, you know, I, I've never really had a huge arm. So for me to play short, it was always about, you know, taking the right route to the ball, getting right. the ball quick. And then once I get it in my hands, um, you know, I'm pretty secure with it. So I was just getting the ball in my hands as fast as I could and getting it out as fast as I could as well. And at that point, you know, there's only so much you could do. So that, that was, that's what has been a staple for me. Always playing short is get the ball quick and get it out quick and the rest will take care of itself. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working on my arm strength to, to get it to go, you know, my shoulder injury and a couple of years ago, kind of put me back on that front. And it was just kind of just trying to get healthy and then, you know, getting the arm strength back was just a whole nother step. So, um, yeah, I've been taking that step to try to build some arm strength and get it back to what it was before and, um, you know, just improve on it. But the same things is as far as, you know, getting to the ball quick and getting it out quick, those are still things that. I'll, I'll do no matter how, how strong the arm is. Xavier Edwards joining us on the Miami Marlins Hot Soap Show tonight. Xavier, over the years, I've always loved listening to people talk about when guys get their first opportunity, learning how to travel in the big leagues and, and on the charter and the hotels and the grinds and all the travel and everything that comes along with it. Strictly on the baseball side, uh, exposed wouldn't be the right word, but once your season was over and you look back, you said this area is what was most, you know, jarring when I got there, that this is the one area, or these are the couple of areas I really, really want to get better at that maybe you learn more about in the big leagues that maybe you were very good at in the minor leagues would be what? I would say just not being prepared, because that would be the wrong term, but um, kind of getting used to a different role, you know, in the minor leagues uh, for the vast majority of us. Um, you know, we play, you know, five, six games a week. You know, we're kind of lucky if we get a day off and we're playing the whole game. There's not many late game substitutions going on. I mean, regardless of the score, we're going to play the whole game, that kind of thing. And then once we get to the big leagues, at least in my case, I got there and the role was completely different. You know, every day, even when I'm not in the lineup, I'm, you know, getting warmed up in the fifth inning for a potential chance of base running or pinch hitting, coming in to play defense, you know, whatever the case is. So I feel like that's a big thing with the learning curve of getting to the big leagues. If there's not like an immediate, just like opening for you, I would say that's the biggest thing. Um, the rest of it's cool, you know, getting playing in front of a lot of people. It's it's fun, it's cool, but I'm pretty I'm pretty even keeled as it is typically. So playing in front of a lot of people doesn't really bother me too much because I kind of just like to be chill and slow the game down as it is already. Um, I don't really like to get too caught up in the game and um, a bunch of people. So that that wasn't too much of a struggle for me, but it was more so like the role that I was playing and how I could best adapt to it because I feel like I can play much better than I did play up there. 
in the big leagues this year. Um, it was nice to get a taste, but I definitely feel like um, there's a lot more in the tank. So I'm excited to whatever role it is to excel at it and be ready for it next year. All right, Kyle, I think he passed our tough question test. Can we get into Christmas now? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Right. We've got about three minutes left with X. X, I got two things for you. First of all, your best Christmas ever was what and what'd you get? Actually, okay, this is three questions. And are you an eggnog guy or no? Are we out or in on eggnog? Uh, best Christmas ever? I was probably say I was about like 12. And I was not anticipating getting what I got. I got a Wii from my mom. And it was like life-changing for me because I, I never played video games like before. And she got me a Wii and I swear I had the Wii for like, it felt like five years. <laughs> and I would just grind away like sports games, Wii sports. NBA 2K, Wii sports, tennis were in there in the kitchen. Now kids, that's it, how like, he got racket. good at baseball. So there you go. That's exactly how Xavier Wii got sports, good. baseball. I mean, I mean. Little League World Series. Do, literally, you, Little League, Mario, Super Slugger, you name it. Mario Kart, I mean, you name it. I was playing it. So like, that's really what got me into video games. I play a ton of video games now. And it really all started when my mom got me away and I had no idea I was getting it. Um, so I'd probably say that's probably my best Christmas. Um, yeah, just a monumental moment in the childhood right there. And, and then eggnog, eggnog. eggnog? I'm not. Uh, I hate to disappoint, but I'm not an eggnog guy. I'm pretty picky. And uh, <laughs> eggnog, unfortunately, is not on the list. We haven't tried it either. Yeah, we um, haven't. <laughs> never? No. Raw eggs, one of our I don't topics need raw today. eggs and egg whites and like uh, – but you know. they, they, it sometimes it spikes. Sometimes they give you a little bit of uh, what is it called that you said is in it? Brandy. Brandy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never. I'm. I'm the same way. I'm the same way as you. Like if I if I hear about something and I know I don't like something in it, I won't even like try. It. I'm not even gonna test the waters. Like I'm like I'll take your word on it. I don't like what's in it. I'm not gonna try. It. I'm not gonna try. So it. I understand that. Awesome. Xavier, it's good to see you, man. Thank you so much for making some time with us on the Marlins Hot Stove Show tonight. Enjoy the heck out of the rest of your short offseason, man. They go quick, and we'll see you in Jupiter soon. Thank you, they X. Sure do. They sure do. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Looking forward to seeing you guys again. Yep. You too, brother. All right. That was Xavier Edwards on the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show tonight. It was really fun to watch Xavier last season, and uh, certainly know he'll be back and better than ever. And for what lies ahead in 2024, a really young, promising young man, ton of talent. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Xavier this upcoming season. And he talked a little bit about playing shortstop. We'll see if uh, X ends up playing a little shortstop. Is it second? Is it the outfield? Uh, no, nah, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But he is a very versatile uh, and flexible young man in terms of uh, where he has an opportunity to play. And by the way, he played really well last year, almost hit 300 with an on-base percentage north of 300. Uh, he's got a bright future with the Miami Marlins, a, a young man that uh, played his prep ball down here in South Florida. And he uh, grew up watching the Miami Marlins and well, the Florida Marlins, I guess. But now he's got an opportunity to play for the Miami Marlins. So thank you again to Xavier Edwards for joining us right here on the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show. Let's take another break. When we come back, love it or leave it time with Stephen Strom. You're listening to the Marlins Hot Stove Show on your home for Marlins baseball. Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, it's me again. Just wanted to remind you that single game ticket offers are now available for the 2024 season. And why the heck wouldn't you come back to the ballpark after what was such an exciting 2023? Make sure you get your butts back out there for 2024. Now, if you're a dog lover, no problem. 
Come out to the ballpark. Plenty bark at the parks last season. Plenty more coming in 2024. Or if you're a brunch enthusiast, what are you going to do on a Sunday? How about you do a little brunch in a ball game? We've got everybody on your list covered this holiday season. For a limited time only, enjoy 25% off select single-game ticket offers using the promo code HOLIDAY24. You can learn more at marlins.com slash holiday. So please go over there, marlins.com slash holiday. HOLIDAY24 is your promo code. I wanted my own promo code. They won't give me one. So use theirs, HOLIDAY24. We'll see you at the ballpark this year. Welcome back on a Tuesday on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app with Steven Strom. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Thanks for joining us right here on another Tuesday. This is the Marlins Hot Stove Show uh, Hanukkah has come and gone. Christmas right around the corner. It's coming up next Monday. Happy holidays to everybody. Uh, it yes. is incredible how quickly oh my the off season flies by in six, seven weeks. We're going to be in Jupiter and we're going to be getting geared up for another long run in 2024. It's going to be really, really exciting. Uh, make sure you are, make sure, by the way, you go to Marlins.com slash tickets and get yourself locked in, whether it's just for a game, a full season, a half season package, whatever the case might be. Um, just, it just, it's such a fun place to come out and watch a ball game. So I hope everybody, um, takes an opportunity in 2024 uh, to come out and join us. And if you can't, and maybe you don't have the means to do so, I know Steven and I will be doing some stuff on social media, try to get some folks out to the ballpark and, uh, some of the folks that love following us on Twitter X, uh, whatever you want to call it. Steven, before we get into love it or leave it, I want to make note of a couple of things. Um, yeah, the yeah. Marlins second annual triple play 5k presented by you health was last Saturday. Um, and it was Incredible. a sold out event. Yep. Um, that's awesome. And I, I just wanted to make note of that. Uh, I was not there simply too early. I saw John Jay and his foundation were out there. He was out there running it. Uh, and it was all put together, um, by ADT, uh, including other sponsors. So I, I, I just wanted to make note of that. I hope everybody had a terrific time out of Lone Depot Park. Uh, I said, you don't need to be a hero. Running is not particularly for me. I can do it. It's not something I want to do um, at seven in the morning, but I did just want to make note <laughs> of the triple play 5k presented by you health and ADT last Saturday. The other thing, if folks have not followed us, joined us throughout the course of the off season, I'll let you take it away. Here is Marlins rerun. We are working Steven in conjunction with the Miami Marlins in the wonderful documentary that they're putting out. Yeah. And, uh, we dropped our first episode a couple of days ago. The first one was Louisa rises cycle. Again, we, um, in conjunction with the documentary that our creative team has done, we just wanted to give you the nuts and bolts and we wanted to really deep dive into things. I mean, I know as, as, um, as a fan, because that's what me and Kyle are ultimately, we are fans. Sometimes you forget about certain things that happen. We just want to make sure that we capture all of the moments and the context of everything. We're really proud of it. We're really excited about it. Episode one is out. Episode two is out. Uh, the episode two is Yuri, de uh, Yuri's debut. And we cut the episode. The first one was 20. The second one was 10. Again, this is a feeler. We definitely want to continue to do stuff in the off season, and I thought this was a really nice idea. But uh, episode two, I think, is a lot cleaner, and I like it a lot. And um, we just highlighted Yuri Perez. So again, uh, YouTube, Marlins Radio on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. But we're gonna have three other episodes coming out. So we just wanted to plug that. It was uh, really fun doing it. And shout out to JC for uh, shooting, editing. He did a phenomenal job. The other thing, too, I don't know if our next three episodes will be out before Christmas. 
Um, if they are, maybe we can actually flip all that to the podcast page as well. And people can take yeah. a listen over the holidays, but you can find it on our Marlins radio YouTube page. Um, we, we've been promoting it on Marlins radio on our, on our Twitter account with some teasers and stuff. We link it out from there. As always, if you're joining us on the Marlins hot stove show and you're missing the show live tonight, you can go back or you're just joining us and you missed our conversation with Xavier Edwards. Uh, go check out all of our stuff on the Marlins podcast page. So you know where to find us and we appreciate um, everybody's support. It is time now for love it or leave it. So Stephen, take it away. First of all, I just want to say that it feels like winter break right now. Like, you know, you're in college and we're going to have two weeks off of the hot stove show. So it's a little bit emotional. You know, I'm a very emotional person, Kyle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, last one of 2023 hot stove show. This is also the last love it or leave it of 2023. So let's kick this thing off. Kyle Seeloff, love it or leave it. Spring breakout. If you have not heard, I know you have heard about this, Kyle Seeloff, but Major League Baseball announced a new spring training event called Spring Breakout coming next March, the 14th through the 17th. All 30 clubs will assemble rosters filled with 20 to 25 of their best prospects to take on minor league and rookie talents from other organizations. Love it or leave it? Absolutely. Why not try to put some of the premier prospects uh, on different stages throughout the course um, of spring training. I, I I love it. Go ahead and give it a shot. Right. I, I think it's really cool. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Put some of the best prospects that'll soon be in the big leagues um, on a stage together. I think it's going to be great. Now, are the Marlins a part of it though? I don't think they are. I don't know. I, I think no there's, idea. I think there's 10, all 30 MLB teams will assemble rosters with 20 to 25 of their best rookies. And minor oh, league talent. Okay, because I, I was looking and I saw the spring breakout 2024 and I only saw 10 games, which would be 20 teams. And I thought 10 Each teams team are- will play at least one seven inning exhibition game as part of their initiative. One Arizona and one Florida organization will play two over the four days to make the math work. That's the oh, official. Okay. Okay, got it. I should probably look into it a little bit more. I just saw a graphic. There was like t- 20 teams participating and I saw the 10 games. I was like, you know, we're the fish. I'd like to see some of their prospects. Yeah. Um, I love it though. Give me the best prospects in the game in the spring. Uh, people love coming out, watching spring training baseball, get close to the players. Why not put some of the best young kids on the stage and let them play against one another. And Kyle, we talked about this too. Like it's hard to get excited about the MLB draft sometimes because we don't see these guys for years, maybe not Correct. ever. Correct. I think this can serve as almost like a college game or a high school game. When you're watching like the McDonald's all American basketball games, you're like, Wow, like this kid, where's he going to sign? You don't have to worry about where he's signing. He's with the Marlins, and when can we potentially see him? Grow the game, grow your farm system, get people excited. I think it's fantastic for baseball. Number two, love it or leave it, eggnog. I've never really tried it. I'm out. What exactly is in it? All I think is like raw eggs, and I'm pretty much out on it. I, I got to be honest. I, I've never had it. I thought I, I, you strike me as an eggnog guy. That's why I asked. No, what no? is eggnog made? Because I'm out on it. I've never tried it. I guess I can't say I'm out on egg it. Egg yolk, but... yolk, sugar, milk, heavy cream, and vanilla extract. Um, it's like cookie dough, not cooked. Well, um, cookie dough is not cooked. It's often but... spiked with brandy. I like brandy, and it's topped with freshly grated uh, nutmeg and/or cinnamon sticks. Let's I do am... a Christmas goal together. Let's have eggnog together. No, I'm not drinking. And let's post it on no. the uh, Marlins radio. My family, we've never drank it before, and I will not start now. Okay. Love it or leave it? Leaving it. Okay, I'm going to leave it too, but I'm going to try it, and I'm going to post on our Twitter when I'm at Grammys for uh, 
Christmas Eve because we always Good go luck. there. Hopefully, I'm not Santa this year. All right, love it or leave it. MLB's first and second team selections. Louisa Rise off of the MLB first and second team selections. Ozzy Osby's Marcus Simeon were in front of him. And no Tanner Scott. How about Emmanuel Classe getting that second team spot? Love it or leave it, Kyle? Well, I'm going to leave it, obviously. I, I thought both were very deserving. I think it actually goes back to a conversation we were having in the first segment. When you take a look at the all-around body of work, I understand why Luisa Rise was left off of it. When they're putting these guys on these lists, they're looking at all the different components. Obviously, Luisa Rise was the best player in baseball this season at hitting for average, getting on base, and all that good stuff. Obviously, they're taking into consideration the ability to run, field, defend, hit for power, that stuff. I understand it. I'm going to leave it, though. And by the way, Tanner Scott should have been an all-star this year. That's, to me, more egregious and arise Tanner Scott was arguably the best reliever in baseball. Like I, I, yes. I don't think Tanner Scott, if the Marlins don't have Tanner Scott. They don't get to the playoffs. I'm dead serious yeah. when I tell you that I agree. 74 appearances, 12 saves at two thirty one ERA. Um, that's a guy, by the way, who's set to start making some chunk of change in, yes, in, arbitration in arbitration because you know, here, here's the other thing. We don't need to bring this up too often, but it does frustrate me. Um, how oftentimes the Marlins are kind of just the forgotten link um, because there have been a lot of good players over the years and guys, there have been omissions over the years. I certainly feel like a rise and Scott would certainly be two omissions this year. I uh, just, you know, that, 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 that it's, it's not going to give them the spark and MLB the spark that they're looking for um, and kind of that name recognition and that brand, which I think is really unfortunate because there's some terrific players down here. And I think both should have been on that list. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, Tanner Scott was more egregious and Arise. I think they both deserved it. But if I had to get more upset about one of them, it'd be Tanner Scott. La- uh, second to last one, love it or leave it, the Marlins re-signing Matt Moore. Four appearances, four innings, no runs in 2023 with the Marlins. Those are his stats. But overall, this season, 5-1 and one with a 2.56 ERA. So I love it. I'm not too sure what kind of deal that the 11-year left-handed veteran would get, but I do think the question that you have to ask is what What are you asking him to do? Um, you know, years ago, back in 2021, I say years ago, like it was a decade ago, but just a couple of years ago, when he was still starting, he was not effective. But since he's gone to a bullpen role, starting in 2022 with the Texas Rangers, and then uh, this past season, he played with the Angels, the Guardians, and then finished up four appearances um, with Miami. He has been spectacular in a relief role. I, I, I don't know if I'd be signing him to see if he could give you um, be one of your every, every you know everyday starting pitchers, a guy that's going to run out there um, every five days. Now, he he made $7.5 million last year. Yeah, if he's, he's looking for that again he's not gonna as get that a here. reliever, I don't think he'll be a Marlin, but I love the idea of bringing him back. Yeah, I think if you're thinking about stretching out A.J. Puck, I would probably try to work out a deal with more. But if he's going to be a starter, he's obviously going to make a lot more. And they have uh, a so, lot of lefty options in the bullpen. With correct. Nardi, Nardi Oker, Scott, Scott right? Yep. But we'll yeah. see. All right. Last love it or leave it here. This is my favorite one because I came up with this on my own. Okay. I was sitting on this Sunday afternoon. Vikings didn't play. They had already lost and choked and spit the bit against Cincinnati. But I was thinking, hey, why doesn't Major League Baseball do an in-season tournament? Now, if you're not familiar with what I'm saying, the NBA, who plays 82 games, decided that they are going to do an in-season tournament. What they did was they separated it into groups. All 30 teams were into groups, and they did group stage like you would do in the FIFA World Cup, 
whatever it may be. It's a round robin type of style. First place in each group advances, and then they would have a fourth wild card team. So you'd have the four division leaders or the three division leaders, I think it's three or four, and then the second best team out of all of them, right? And you take them and they would play against each other in a sudden death style. And then the top four teams or the top two teams rather would go to Las Vegas and play. The incentive is if you win, each player gets $500,000. That's a good chunk of change. And the second place uh, runner-up gets $200,000 each player. I think that this is the perfect thing for baseball. 162 games. We know how mundane and vanilla can get at times and repetitive. If they can just drop this in right before the all-star break or after the all-star break, and maybe what you do here with the in-season tournament, you cut some of the games in 162 to maybe 140. You do that before the all-star break, and then maybe you give a little bit more pad after the in-season tournament. This is my pitch to you. You can critique it. You can support it. Love it or leave it. Major League Baseball doing an in-season tournament. I love the idea of Major League Baseball becoming more innovative and trying to do something like this. I just don't find that it would be feasible. Number one, when you cut games off the schedule, that's money in terms of TV contracts and that stuff, which they will not do. I, I think the game could go to 150 game season. It will not happen, in my opinion, because of all the the revenue that happens in TV. I love the idea of doing this. I just don't know how feasible it is in the sport of, of baseball because there's so many there's so many different intricacies like lining up pitching staffs and stuff and, and, and you know in basketball obviously there's more to it they're still playing the 82 game season it was structured a little bit differently there was like floating schedules and stuff but you know in within in theory you've got your 13 to 15 guys on your roster we run out there we're trying to win it we're, we're hooping baseball so different with pitching staffs and stuff it, you know what 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 if you're going all out yeah, and you injure so, one of your big starters. Sure. So here, here is what I think could possibly make it work. There has to be more than an incentive than just a financial value to incentivize. Absolutely. Like if now, like in the minor leagues, the first half of the season, if you win your division in the first half, you go to the playoffs. You know, which is really cool because if you lose all of your great prospects after the first half and they go from double A to triple A, which is kind of the natural progression, you still have an opportunity to compete in the yep. playoffs. Yep. Again, I think now it's what a is stretch. the proper? Yeah, what is the proper reward? You're not going to let someone clinch the playoffs in it's, July. To, to to me, I'm not sure, but it has to go above just money because you cannot in the middle of July or the middle of June. And also, the thing about baseball is if you're going to do an in-season tournament, are you going to go play a series and play three games against somebody? Like, or are you going to do sudden death? That's the beauty of it. You can mix it up. Can you imagine a sudden death for... I don't know what the prize is. It can't just be money. I totally agree with you, but it can't be as far as clinching a playoff berth or or securing home field advantage just because you have no idea what that second half is going to look like. Are you Maybe you play for a draft pick? You know, the Could, winner... Yeah. That you know, also I, allowed, I, I don't I, yeah. I don't know in baseball it would be much 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 more difficult I would however because a lot of folks I think see it as like games in the middle of the summer are meaningless obviously it's not to the players the game you win in June when you're down five in the ninth inning might come back to help you make the playoffs obviously sure. we know about that stuff I love the idea of an in-season tournament 
how can they get it to work in the sport of baseball where there's all that risk with injury? You can't be blowing. It's very intriguing. I would love to see baseball find a way to do it. Maybe one day, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they do. All right, that's Stephen right. Strom. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up on the Marlins Hot Stove Show. You're listening to Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, as we take a quick break from the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show tonight, make sure coming up in 2024, you just skip the wait altogether. You can get and give the gift of Marlins baseball in seconds with the Marlins exclusive holiday bundle. You can get tickets to opening day plus three games next year for $99. It's an incredible deal. Find me a better deal in all of baseball. You can go to Marlins.com slash holiday right now, tonight, this morning, this afternoon, on your lunch break, whenever you're listening to this, make sure you do it. The offer is not going to last that much longer. Three games and then opening day, so give me four for $99, basically 25 bucks a seat. A lot of people are paying a lot more than $100 for opening day in and of itself. So go to marlins.com slash holiday, opening day, plus three games, just $99. Come out and hang out with us in 2024. Back with you on a Tuesday, the final Tuesday of the Marlins Hot Stove Show. The final 2000. segment of 2023. Yeah, the final segment of 2023. Thanks for joining us, as always. Check us out on the Marlins podcast page, our Marlins Radio YouTube page, Marlins Radio on Twitter, X, wherever you get your platforms. Uh, maybe we'll get an Instagram this year. Maybe we'll do some other fun stuff. Who knows? Uh, we can only do so much. Don't rush us. But that's Steven. I'm Kyle. Wrapping things up on the Marlins Hot Stove Show. We're going to take a break here the next couple of weeks. Are you ready for Christmas, Stephen? Do you have all of your shopping done? Um, excited? What's the deal? Very excited. Um, I head to Jersey on Thursday, so very excited. I finished my Christmas shopping over the weekend and uh, looking forward to going back to some cold weather. I know we've gotten a little bit chillier here in Miami. I know it's about 70 degrees. It's been really nice, but I'm super excited about Christmas. It's always great to go back and see the family. We have Christmas Eve at Graham's. We've been doing it for my entire life. She makes pizza. She makes the seven fishes. It's incredible. What are Sometimes, the seven fishes? I don't know, but uh, she just oh, does them. Oh, it's not like a religious thing. It sounds religious. It's an Italian thing, I'm pretty oh. sure. So, oh. you know, it's uh, it's a big deal. Hopefully, I don't get picked to be Santa this year. It's just a big distraction for me. I, I feel bad for the kids that try to pull off my beard, and I'm not great with Santa. So hopefully I don't get voted into that. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to a new year. And um, I'm ready for Christmas. You? All right. Fabulous. Uh, yes, I am. I will be flying back to New York as well on Thursday. Oh, um, where are you flying out of? Fort Lauderdale. Me so too. What time? Flying into where? Newark? No, I need to fly into uh, JFK because then I need to take a little puddle jumper to Ithaca after that. Uh, what time is your flight? My flights, are we morning just giving away this morning? I'm a morning guy when I fly. Yeah, me too. Okay, what time are you flying? Um, I think 9 o'clock out of Fort Lauderdale. 8.55. Yeah, so I'll Should be, we I'll go be, up together? Um, Can we go up together? I mean, what does that mean? I was going to Uber from here. How are we going yeah. up together? So if I get an Uber, I can stop and pick you up. It would and we be... can go together, and then we can split it. I'm I'm all for that. Um. It might be too far out of your way, though. Really? Yeah, you would have to go northwest to get me Correct. instead of going right up 95. If that is financially better for the both of us, I'm, I'm going to take a to look at that. that. How about that? Me and Kyle Seeloff, who if you, you want know, to pick me, me I would love. Person. Now, you'd have to leave much earlier than obviously I would. You would need to pick me up probably around 715. Yeah, what's your, that, what's your airport? 
routine. I feel like you're a guy that gets there at like five for a night. So I actually, um, no, not at all. I push really? it. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm horrific. I've never missed a flight, but I've been the last one sprinting. Um, I have global entry, which also includes TSA pre-check. So I just <laughs> I just feel like if my flight's at nine, which means that thing's gonna board at eight fifteen. I'm going to leave here at like 7.30 and hope there's no traffic and get there at 8 and start running. Dude, um, that is a dangerous game, especially with TSA at this time. But I have TSA pre-check, so I, I, oh, I get... Oh, you're one to, of those. Yeah, I, I get to wave at all the... All the uh, how Peasants? can I put this? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know how to put it nicely, but yeah, all the uh, all the folks that are below me, obviously. Well, they're like, do you want TSA clear? I'm like, no, I'm good. Clear, clear is great. Clear is great. But for all the holiday travelers, by the way, if you get stuck on Thursday and you've never done clear before, sign up for the free seven day trial. Honest <laughs> to God, that you cancel have it. To, you have to remember to cancel it, or they will charge you for the year. Clear is unbelievable, but that's just a free tip. If you ever get stuck in an airport and the line is out the door and you're going to miss your flight, sign up for clear for seven days for free. It's basically TSA pre-check on steroids. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, Maybe. Golly, golly had to do that when we went to the winter meetings. TSA uh, clear? Well, clear. It's just clear. called clear. She had to oh, sign up for it. We she was going to miss our flight um, to Nashville. Okay, so I guess that's going to do it. Happy holidays, everybody. Stephen, happy holidays. I will happy see holidays, you bro. After the new year, safe travels to everybody. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for an incredible 2023. You've been listening to the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show on your home for Marlins baseball. This is Fox Sports 940 Miami in the iHeartRadio app.